Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're back on the football, high school football previews with Scotty Melvin. Welcome to the program, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. How are you? We got some big schools. What's the big, uh, what's the class and what's the district? We're uh, back into 4A, District 4 is a little bonus coverage. You'd ask me to look into this one because it's where uh, Oskaloosa plays, Round Guy's home base. And uh, so I said, yeah, let's dig into it and see what see what this one's looking like. As I had kind of uh, forgotten who all was in this district. Man, they are loaded. I'm going to uh, start off with, with the, the top dog from last year and, and uh, top dog in 4A in some recent years, actually 3A before uh, we went to this new 5A format with the uh bigger schools getting their their own little um piece of the pie there in, in iowa high school football and it's the cedar rapids xavier saints if you know anything about iowa high school football you've heard of these guys because they routinely make trips to the dome in the postseason last year was no different they uh had an 11 and 2 record and they got to play as many games as you can play because they made it all the way to the state championship game where they did lose, but a state runner-up finish for for the Saints last year, and they they do lose uh, some quality players. And I'll, I'll start uh, with their quarterback, Alex Neal. Um, you know, we've talked about quarterbacks in high school not typically having crazy completion percentages. Well, here's another one that was just on fire last year with 68% of his passes completed, and and maybe it was a lot of short stuff. I don't know. Um, I didn't really get to watch them except on TV when they were up at the dome. Uh, he did pass for 600, I'm sorry, 1,610 yards and 12 touchdowns. So, so those numbers weren't crazy, but, but very accurate, ran their offense really well. And, and, you know, no, no surprise that he led them to the success that they had last year. Uh, they do lose two of their top three rushers, but they do return a senior quarterback wide receiver. And I do remember this name very well last year. He got talked about a lot. Aiden McDermott, uh, keep your route for that name because you'll probably hear it a lot again this year. He had 58 receptions for uh, 759 yards and three touchdowns. So he, he seemed to do most of his production on offense um, as, a, as a pass catcher. And he did it on defense, too, because he picked off seven passes. So this guy's a ball hawk on the defense and, and uh, a sure-handed guy to have on the offense. And this year, I wonder if he won't be the quarterback. That's what he's listed as position-wise. And sometimes your, your top uh, athlete returning that's where he ends up going and he just happened to be sitting behind a, an older kid last year uh they also returned senior michael cunningham who was a decent running back uh a real good running back 587 rush yards a year ago and seven touchdowns and he'll probably be the feature guy in that spot um so moving on it, it starts to get a lot harder here and, and even that number one spot um i'm picking xavier because it's just that's what they do they they win their district they were five and oh in the district last year and uh, really weren't challenged by anybody in the district, and I kind of expected to go that way. But after that, it's kind of a free-for-all. And, and wait till you hear the, the teams that are in this district because it's a, it's a who's who of, of high-powered football uh, in, in Iowa here. I'm going to go with the Cedar Rapids Washington Warriors. Uh, last year, they finished 5-5 five and five overall, 3-2 uh, and two in the district. They got a playoff berth. Uh, they do lose their quarterback, um, and his numbers weren't crazy. So, you know, we'll see what they got coming up. Maybe maybe they'll get more production out of that spot this year. But Reed Ortiz did pass for almost 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. But they returned another name that I remember hearing a lot last year, uh, safety running back Watts McBride. And uh, he was the name that I heard a lot throughout the season, even though I don't pay close attention to these um, schools that aren't in our area, especially the bigger ones, until we get you know into the playoffs. 
but he had uh, 646 yards on the ground, seven touchdowns, um, three touchdowns on 24 receptions. He, um, from his linebacker spot, I'm sorry, I'm looking at a different guy, Chase Mahoney. He's a returning linebacker that recorded seven and a half sacks. So Chase gets our um, our top spot as the returning sack leader of all the teams I've covered. So, so two big big players coming back for the Warriors. I got them slated to finish number two this year, and I'm just spitballing because it, it could go any direction after Cedar Rapids Xavier. And the number three spot's Pella Dutch. Uh, when's the last time you saw them miss the playoffs? But last year, what, that was the case. They finished four and five. They um, won some games. I think folks thought they wouldn't based on the record that they had, but they were in every game they played too. They were uh, somebody that could have been just as capable of going to the playoffs and having a winning record. It just didn't work out that way. I think they had some youth on the team. Uh, they did finish three and two in the district. So they were good. They just missed out on postseason last year. They do lose quarterback Blake Meyer. They lose running backs Nolan Clayberg and Aiden Pollock. Those are some big losses. Um, and linebacker Preston Rowe. I don't have any real big names to throw out for, for key contributors from a year ago. Uh, that are coming back this year, but I look through their lineup. They've got a nice balance of juniors and seniors on this team this fall, and they've got some some good size on the line. So they're set up to do what Pella does, and that's just reload and have another good season. Moving on um, to the fourth spot, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Clear Creek and Mana Clippers. They did make the playoffs last year. They finished six and four, three and two overall in the district. They do lose another big-name kid that if you paid any attention to, to this class of football, you heard, Ben Swales. I think he started for the Clippers in several sports. And he put up some big numbers, 715 yards passing, 19 touchdowns through the air, another 298 rushing yards with four touchdowns on the ground. So another huge contributor for uh, the Clippers team from that quarterback spot. We've seen a lot of that throughout these previews we've done in every class. Uh, linebacker running back Gage Freeman, he rushed for 800 yards, 10 times. He had 63 tackles on defense, so he was doing a lot of work there from his linebacker spot. A wide receiver linebacker Harrison Rosenberg, who had uh, 855 yards receiving and 12 touchdowns. So there's three very large chunks of their offense uh, gone from, from uh, last year's team that won't be there this year. Um, they did give – they lost in the first round of the playoffs. They did give – semifinalist winner set a really good game in round one that was a close game um clippers could have just as easily moved on and, and made a deep run but they they did lose in the first round very very high quality team last year and a lot of question marks this year i do have them finishing fourth and that's just a big guess by me because <laughs> it's really hard to call in the fifth spot i've got our oscaloosa indians and uh, that's just kind of based on one really special player that they lose from last year and uh, the fact that they did struggle in the district, they, they won four games. They finished four and five. But they did not win a district game. They were kind of on the outside looking in when it came to district play. And, of course, those are the games that count if you want to get into postseason. So they will have to uh, figure out how to, to win some of these district games if they want to play more than, than a nine-game season this fall. Uh, the key loss I'm talking about is quarterback Keaton Flaherty. I think you probably remember him from, from the basketball season. Um, he was maybe just the – Oh, the, the biggest name athlete in the school for Oskaloosa last year in several sports. And I do remember him from football. He, he threw for almost 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns. 
really a key guy that is gone this year. Um, They do lose their top two running backs, but they do return a senior defensive back wide receiver, Waylon Bolabaugh, 32 receptions, seven touchdowns. They've got quite a few juniors returning. They've got some youth, but, but that youth has some experience now. And they've got a Mullinux on the team. Uh, I don't know if he's relation to our Sigourney Kyoto Mullinux kids, <laughs> but if he is, I'm not counting him out. Um, and he had a couple of interceptions, including one that he returned for a touchdown last year. So a nice defensive player for the Indians. Um, but I do have him picked to finish fifth in 4A District 4. And that brings me to the number six team, a team that's got a lot of history, um, had a good season last year, but, but like Oskaloosa, struggled in the district, and that's the Newton Cardinals. And they had one of the uh, more electric offensive players on their team last year, quarterback Zay Arguello. He uh, passed for a little over 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, rushed for another 748, 15 touchdowns. He uh, produced a lot of offense from his his uh, quarterback spot um, as a dual threat guy. He got a lot of attention. He's very athletic. Got a lot of attention from college scouts. I believe he did sign on with somebody, and I can't remember who, but I think he's going to play at the next level. And and uh, had some smaller Division One schools um, looking at him and making offers. So he's a he's a big loss for the Cardinals. Uh, and like I said, they they finished five and four, but they struggled in the district and and only uh, got the one win against Oskaloosa and finished out one and four to miss the playoffs. They do return a defensive back, running back, uh, Brendan West. He's a senior. He had uh, 60 tackles that he recorded there on defense. Um, and uh, one one key game, this is kind of how uh, that I wrote down for Newton that kind of defines their season. They Last game of the year, and I don't remember if they had a shot at the playoffs, depending on how some things went in the district or not. But I thought going into week nine, if I remember right, this district outside of Xavier had some you know, a lot of a lot of teams that were vying for spots and certain things needed to go a certain way. I know Newton had the win against Clear Creek and Mana and lost a shootout 49 to 48. And that just kind of wrapped up how their season went, I thought. Uh, they were in the mix and they just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, but with the, the kids that they lose and without knowing what all they're bringing back, um, you know, the kids that didn't get to play much last year or whatever, I've got them finishing sixth. And that wraps up for a district four for what I was able to dig up. And uh, I think it's once again, it will be ruled by the Cedar Rapids Xavier Saints. Well, uh, I got to appreciate that, Scott. I got a couple of announcements that I want to make. For those of you who've been wondering uh, where round guys at, you know, he kind of took some summer off, but he, you know, him and I talked and, and, uh, He's gonna. He's staying with the, the program, and he endorses everything we do. And he really wants to thank you, Scott, for all the coverage of the football. And he understands how much that's done, and how and and he wants you to know how important that is to him that we continue the the coverage that we're doing. But he's just gonna do the big stuff. And yesterday he did some big stuff. Uh, he interviewed uh, Rudy so- Sarzo from uh, oh, he's in Quiet Riot and White Snake and. Uh, Played with Ozzy Osbourne and uh, Blue Oyster Cult and uh, Queens Rike and uh, I mean just on and on. He's just all over rock and roll for for years and years, and it's just a real great kind of intimate talk between you know an old rock and roll promoter radio guy, you know, from back when that was important, and a guy that needed those kind of guys that you know. And then Rudy gives some really great insight on you know playing in Iowa and uh, how even before he was in Quiet Riot, you know, how he was in a band and they played in Des Moines all the time and they 
play for weeks at a time as a residency kind of in a bar in Des Moines. He talks about Ozzy Osbourne biting the bat's head off and he was on stage with him. And I mean, and, and just all kinds of stuff. It just goes, you know, supposed to be a short interview, but it turned into 45 minutes, but it's, it's round guy at its best. It's Rudy Sarzo at his best, you know, and it's, it's round guy radio at its best, you know, providing everything that we did. The other thing I want to say is that we went over 7,000 listeners and we're working on eight and we're on pace to do that. Just the same pace as we did. Cause it only took us 16 days to go from 6,000 to uh, 7,000. So we did that. And also we got a, a big round of applause out to coach Kavanaugh of mid Prairie because he is now the number one most listened to episode of pod, round guy, the podcast all time. I mean, uh, and the numbers are, I mean, there's like three of these last coaches interviews. It's in the top 10 now, you know, I mean, it is every one of them's doing great and every coach, and you can verify this, does a fantastic job, don't they? Absolutely. Uh, it's my favorite thing to listen to is coaches break down the team, talk about their kids. There isn't a single one that isn't just as exciting as the next. Uh, if you're into the, foot, the, the football thing, it's uh, it's pretty incredible to, to listen to these guys and, and how much knowledge they have. And, and then sit back and think about how lucky we are around here. And I'm sure you could say it for the whole state uh, that we have these guys uh, in charge of the teams that, the boys play on and, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty special. Well, no, no man ever became a good man without the examples of other good men. And, uh, here at round guy radio, we celebrate men and we try to put them in a good light. And they're just, I don't know. They're not there. We'll, we'll be your, we'll be your press agent. You know what I mean? We'll be your, your, uh, media benefactor because we appreciate what you do and we think you're important and uh, we see how great you're doing, you know? So with all these, these great things happening uh, anyway, I got another big announcement too, Scott. Okay. So okay. Uh, not only Scott and I are going to go to the doubleheader in Martinsdale and we're going to give you coverage of that, but then opening day, I've, you know, you're going to be at Kinnick stadium covering that game for me. And I've decided I'm going to go to, uh, Fairfield to see the Fairfield Mount Pleasant game. And I'm going to be just there giving out. I'm going to be calling and getting reports from Scotty and from, uh, from uh, KTVO and the Southeast Iowa Union and, and the radio stations around here and, and uh, other people that I've got and working with MediaCast if we can to get some scores and everything. And I'll just be giving out scores and posting it every 30 minutes. But, you know, I mean, the, those are some pretty great locations for us to be reporting from and uh we're going to do our best to give you some really exciting opening football night coverage are you excited about the season getting ready to start scott i sure am i it's hard for me to sleep this week <laughs> i'm so excited for saturday two football games in one day and then as much as i hate to step out of the area the next week um it, it's historic having uh, a chance to see two high school teams play at kinnick stadium so i, I just can't miss it we're going to have to give you oxygen or something in between games because uh, I've been around you at one game and you about can't hardly breathe by the end of it, you know. Yeah, I was, uh, that, was, uh, that was one to test the old blood pressure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anyway, we're ready for the season and you're giving us some great updates and we appreciate you. And uh, we 
there's no one we appreciate more than the over 7,000 of you that are listening now. And uh, Southeast Iowa's got a champion. Uh, football, high school football's got a champion. And the state of Iowa's got a champion. And uh, we're going to keep bringing you all the, the, the best entertainment that I can give you. And, you know, we, we still view this as entertainment, you know. And I hope that the people that listen to it are entertained and informed at the same time uh, by the podcast. And, uh, you know, uh, we're just going to keep going forward. We'll keep putting out the episodes and we'll keep you up with high school football every minute of it all, all year long. Thanks for being with us, Scott. Thanks for having me again.